Welcome to our episode on ethics in design. Ethics is a really interesting topic when it comes to design, and it's one that's becoming more and more important. So I'd like to start with a question. Can we design a great user experience that is bad for a user? Well, if we look at Herbert Simon's definition of design, he says that to design is to devise courses of action aimed at changing existing situations into preferred ones. And if we zoom in on that word preferred and we ask ourselves, preferred by who? First, I'd like to introduce you to the Hook Model. If you haven't heard about the Hook Model before, it comes from a book called Hooked, How to Build Habit-Forming Products by Nir Ayal. And the Hook Model is very simple. It describes how our digital products can become habit-forming. And there's a lot of parallels between this and, say, gambling and, and other addictions. And the way it works is that there's some kind of trigger. So there's a trigger that essentially triggers somebody to use the product. It could be boredom. It could be an alert. It could be a vibration in your pocket anything that gets you to actually use the product then there is an action so the trigger prompts an action and the hook model asks what is the simplest behavior in anticipation of reward so what is the simplest thing that the user can do to prepare for getting some kind of reward from from this experience after the action then comes the reward. So the reward it needs to be somewhat fulfilling it needs to provide a little dopamine hit but it needs to also leave the user wanting more. After the reward then comes the investment. We've been rewarded and we've done a little bit of work and this will increase the likelihood of returning. So for example, if you take something like Instagram and you think about uploading a photograph and getting a like, the more you invest in the product, the more triggers that will happen um, and the more it'll hook you back into the system. Now, if you think about other products that are maybe, you know, not so good for our health. Things like cigarettes. Packets now come with warnings. So, you know, there's health warnings. There's pretty gruesome photographs uh, showing pretty disturbing images uh, to try and put people off using things like cigarettes. And if you look at the alcohol industry, there's no real regulation on alcohol advertising. But what the alcohol companies have done is this kind of self-regulation where they put a set of rules on themselves to, I suppose, promote responsible behavior. And by doing this, they aim to avoid being regulated by the government. So it's a kind of self-regulation. There's no real regulation when it comes to digital products. Digital products, people spend a huge amount of time on them. They're clearly addictive. And a lot of research has come out that does show the harm that comes from overexposure to content. So in recent years, some of, the, some of these digital products, such as Instagram, you might have noticed they've added some, some features like, you know, you're all caught up. So you've seen all the new posts from the past 48 hours, little messages like this to say, OK, you're done. You can you can close the app now and go off and do something else. This feature appeared for a little while and it kind of disappeared. And it, this kind of popped up at the height of the controversy around things like Cambridge Analytica. And, you know, just when when all these news stories were breaking about the negative impacts of social media. 
you've probably also seen on your device there's things like screen time where you can go and you can see how much time you've spent on your phone using different apps you can set limits so you can actually block certain apps after a certain amount of time all this kind of thing so this is an attempt to kind of show for the tech industry to show that they're you know conscious of people's time conscious of people spending their time well but is this slightly similar to the uh, drinks industry where they're trying to self-regulate so that later on there's not this heavier regulation that might come down on them so when it comes to time spent online time spent using apps and social media awareness is starting to grow around the dangers so institutions like the center for humane technology have started to pop up and the center for humane technology it's a group of technology leaders founded by tristian harris i'd recommend looking up his ted talk which is which is really interesting so The founders of this Center for Human Technology, they're all involved in tech. So they're former tech executives and they're activists. They're working towards creating a more ethical technology ecosystem. So it was founded in around 2018 and the goal was to reverse the harm that's being caused by technology and promoting the positive aspects of technology for society. So what do they do? So they focus on various initiatives um, and what they're aiming to do is create a more responsible and ethical technology industry. Some of their initiatives include advocating for technology that prioritizes human well-being. So, you know, up until now, all the incentives have been around, around engagement and getting more time, you know, getting people to spend more time using these these apps. Now they are advocating about changing what success looks like and advocating for not just maximizing profits. They're partnering with tech companies to help them design products that promote well-being and encourage healthy habits. And then they're working with educators to equip their students with the skills and the knowledge that they need to use technology more responsibly. As well as that, they're aiming to educate designers to be more aware of what they're designing and how to make sure that they take all of this important stuff into consideration when they're creating products and services. So what impact has the centre had so far? Well, since its founding, it's made significant strides in promoting ethical and responsible technology practices. It's partnered with tech companies. It's Uh, to design products that are prioritizing human well-being it's influenced policymakers to consider the impact of technology on society it's also played a key role in raising public awareness about the dangers of technology addiction and the importance of digital well-being so you might have seen the netflix documentary the social dilemma which kind of which which was produced by tristian harris the founder of the center for humane technology They've also released some courses that you can do. You can sign up on their website. I think it's humanetech.com where you can go, you can sign up and you can learn all of the, the principles of humane technology. So when you think about designing and keeping ethics in mind, you've got to think about kind of two sides of the coin. So there is harm caused by unethical design. So technology or misuse of technology can hurt people. So it can hurt people physically, 
It can cause physical harm. So things like inactivity, um, sleep deprivation, financial strain, exploitation of workers, exposure of personally identifiable information and data, accidents due to distraction, violence, even death. It can also cause emotional harm. So betrayal of trust or privacy, harm to relationships, negative self-image, verbal abuse, anxiety, depression, psychological harm, especially to children. And then societal harm as well. So things like exclusion, reinforcing stereotypes, political polarization, unequal opportunity and discrimination as well. So why do tech companies produce products that have all of these negative effects? Well, it all comes down to incentives. So how are companies incentivized? What are the metrics that they're being measured on? So what does success look like for them? Well, it's all it all comes down to business. So you know, they need to make money, they need to show, they need to show profits. And they use this as a reason to justify unethical design. So things like engagement and revenue, and seeing charts and graphs going up and to the right, this is seen as success. Things like science, collecting all this data, you know, there's this kind of belief that, oh, we can never have enough data. So they're constantly gathering it. Automation and scale as well. So, you know, creating one design to fit every situation forever and not taking the nuances into account. Putting themselves across as neutral as well, so saying that they don't really have a point of view. And I think the biggest one is reckless speed. And we've all seen this with Facebook and what it has done to society. This idea of move fast and break things. Well, this ideology has actually, you know, encouraged people to move fast and actually break things, actually in some ways destroy democracy so what can we do about this well i suppose just by being aware by being aware of the unintended consequences of creating software when scaled to hundreds thousands or even millions of people just being aware of the the effect that it can have it also helps to have a bit of a framework to work around so just something to create a shared understanding amongst teams when you're creating a product or service, can you have some kind of a checklist that you can work through and really think about the unintended consequences that could come up with what you design? Companies like Spotify and others have started to create some of these frameworks. Um, so Spotify's ethics assessment, it breaks it down into categories and it gives you an opportunity to brainstorm examples of how these things might encourage or cause these effects. It also allows you to rate or score um, what level, so what chance of, of these effects happening and what level of concern you may have. Let's take an example. So a potential effect of a product that you're designing could be accidents. So what are the examples of how your product might encourage or cause this? If you think of a product like, say, Spotify it's a music app and you might be driving and have your sat nav set up but you might just dip in to change the song or flick to the next song or um, find a different artist or something like that so there's a potential effect a user tempted to change the music may open the app and have an accident due to distraction the chance of a 
this effect happening they could be actually be quite high it really does increase the chances of having an accident and then if we look at the level of concern well it's devastating it would cause death if if there was an accident so i would say it's a very high level of concern think of something maybe like sleep deprivation so let's think of netflix as an example here so the potential effect being sleep deprivation so examples of how your product might encourage or cause this so we all know Netflix has this auto play, you know, start the next episode. Now, if you're watching Netflix and it's 11.30, 12 o'clock at night, the episode stops on a cliffhanger and the next episode is just about to play automatically. It's so, so tempting to stay and watch the next episode. Now, you could put that down to, oh, we should all have self-control, but... These companies, they're using our behavioral um, traits against us in a way. So people are very likely to keep watching if it's presented to them in this way. So the chance of the effect are quite high. And I know I've done it, you know, many, many times. The level of concern, it's, yeah, I suppose sleep deprivation is, it, it, it's a huge factor in people's uh, mental health, their productivity, all of these things. It's not quite as serious as death, but, you know, definitely there is a level of concern there. So, you know, you kind of have to figure out where that sits on that scale. So it's a very handy tool that that can be used. If you Google Spotify ethics assessment, you, you'll be able to find it and uh, use it in your projects. So that's a quick overview of ethics in UX and product design. There's probably a lot more we could dig into, but we're just going to leave it there. Um, so I would highly encourage you to keep ethics top of mind while designing. Use these frameworks. Do the Center for Humane Technology course if you can. Watch uh, Tristian Harris's videos on YouTube, his TED Talks. Watch The Social Dilemma. And yeah, think about the harm and question the incentives for the decision making. So that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you soon.